Hello everybody. It's been a while since I last talked with you. I have invested a fair amount of time and energy into some equipment to create a better podcast. I did a few podcasts back in late 2022, but I just wasn't really satisfied with the overall quality and delivery of the content. I want to make sure this podcast is worth your time, that it has something good to offer, something that is semi-enjoyable. This podcast is primarily aimed, of course, at the outdoors in Arkansas, and we take on various topics that are of interest to people who spend a lot of time outdoors. What you see on the screen in front of you is my new podcasting Facebook page. I wanted to separate my personal Facebook page from the podcasting. What I would usually do was post the podcast on my personal Facebook page. So I decided, well, why not just create a second page just for those podcasts? That way they are all collected in one place and people could go through and see what they wanted to see. If you are interested in visiting the podcast page, it is The TWS Podcast on Facebook. So please search it out and like the page and feel free to come back and check out any future episodes that might be of interest to you. It makes organizing things a little easier and it makes a little more sense, I think. If you do have any comments or questions, you can email me at thetwspodcast at gmail.com. That's thetwspodcast at gmail.com. If you have any topics that you would like for me to discuss, that's the place to do it. All right, let's move on to today's topic. Is Arkansas about to become the tourism state? We all know that the Arkansas motto is the natural state, but with recent laws that have been passed, I'm beginning to wonder if we need to change that motto to Arkansas, the tourism state. I'm going to show you four bills that are now law that are going to affect how Arkansas is going to be interacting with people, particularly people who are here as tourists. And I have a few concerns about these laws and I just want to pass those along to you. You may not have the same concerns as me. You may have other concerns, but I do want to share this information with you just so it's on your radar, just so you'll know what's going on and be aware. The first law I would like to show you was originally called Senate Bill 197. And as you can tell from the PDF, it is a bill that affects short-term rentals and it is to prohibit, as you see there, restrictions on the regulation of short-term rentals. So 
what they're trying to do is eliminate a lot of bureaucracy or red tape for individuals who may have property in certain areas that could be potentially useful for tourists to come visit. In other words, it might be a place where a property owner could develop some buildings, some cabins, tell or something like that. And they want to make sure that there's no red tape or bureaucracy that would deter or be burdensome to people who want to use their property in such a way. So that is what this particular law is designed to do. And you see right here, short-term rentals are vital to the tourism and marketability of the state. So clearly this is an, a bill to create economic growth using the natural resources of the state of Arkansas and letting property owners who would like to develop short-term rentals, making it easier for them to do so. So that's the first bill, I should say law, that is now on the books. The second one is Senate Bill 85, again, now a law. And basically it is an appropriations bill for personnel services and operating expenses for the Department of Parks, Heritage and Tourism. If you go through the, the you'll see that it lays out the different types of employees that they can hire and at what pay grade they can hire them at. So that is all this bill is. It's a straightforward appropriations bill saying how much money this division, the Department of Parks, Heritage and Tourism can spend on hiring the, these new staff members. That's really about it. Moving on to House Bill 1377. It is similar to the first, but a little different. It is a reappropriation of money. So you're taking money from one department and you are transferring it or redirecting it to another. And in this case, the Department of Parks, Heritage and Tourism are going to be the recipient. And I'm going to see in here real quickly what it says here. Yeah, this money is to come from the Arkansas Natural and Cultural Resources Grant and Trust Fund. So that's where this additional money is going to be coming from for the previously mentioned agency. And it gives a time range. It talks about distribution controls and legislative intent, why they're doing this and that sort of thing. So that bill also is just a bill that concerns itself with how these agencies are going to be funded. Now, the really interesting bill to me, and I would imagine to you, is Senate Bill 464. What this new law does is a couple of things, and I'm going to walk you through in a little bit of detail about what it's doing here, at least as far as I understand it. So, 
let's take a look at what it's intended to do. As it says right there in the title, it says to amend the Arkansas Tourism Development Act. So there's already this thing on the books and they're going to amend it. And so the interesting question is exactly how are they going to amend it? It talks about the importance of the tourism economy, the importance of outdoor recreation, it talks about Arkansas scenic rivers, lakes, etc., and how they offer limitless opportunities, that sort of thing. It also mentions in here the outdoor economy grew by almost 23% in 2022. And if you look at previous tourism graphics, they all show a steady increase in the number of tourists who have come to Arkansas. We have 50 some state parks in Arkansas. So that's where a lot of these folks end up going. But let me scroll on down here. I want to show you a, a couple of things that I found interesting and maybe you will too. The first thing is they basically redefined or add some additional definitions to what a tourist attraction is under the Arkansas Tourism Development Act. So they are adding some things that may not have been in the original act under the category of tourism, or they're changing the definitions of those things that are already in there and they want to redefine them. You see here the first six items here, cultural historical sites, recreational or entertainment facilities, areas of natural phenomenon or scenic beauty, theme parks, amusement or entertainment parks, indoor or outdoor plays or music shows, botanical gardens, cultural and educational centers, and restaurants located within natural state initiative opportunity zones. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But if you look at these items here, cultural historical sites, okay, Pea Ridge, things like that, Pea Ridge Military Parks, although that's under federal control, so this may not apply to that. But there are other historical sites that the state clearly controls. Recreational or entertainment facilities, theme parks, amusement entertainment parks, botanical gardens, cultural educational centers, and restaurants. But if you look at item number three here, it seems to be a different sort of thing to me anyway. It says areas of natural phenomenon or scenic beauty. Now, if you look at the other items on this list, this one seems to be pretty different than those other items listed. And remember, this is the definition of tourism attraction. So it seems to be the case that they are going to allow areas of natural phenomenon or scenic beauty to qualify as a tourist attraction area. And that to me is a little concerning. There are lots of areas of natural phenomenon and to extend the definition of a tourism attraction to those areas, I think is problematic. 
if they do such a thing, then these areas would be open to a lot of economic development that you may not really want to have around these areas because when you economically develop an area, you at the same time detract from the quality of the natural beauty in that area. And that's the part that really concerns me. If you do economic development in these other categories or other places that they have listed here, it makes sense to, to do that sort of thing. Music shows, yeah, sure, have vendors. Amusement parks, yeah, more vendors. Recreation or inter entertainment facilities, vendors would be fine there. Cultural historical sites, yeah, I could see that being the case. Botanical gardens, yeah cultural or educational centers, and of course restaurants. But this just seems like a different animal. Like one of these things is not like the other, and it does seem that we are going to be opening up these areas to economic development. And that brings us down to this idea of an opportunity zone. It talks about these in some detail here and again I'm not going to go through all of these but it talks about what what sort of places these economic opportunity zones can be uh, developed and you see right here it says an opportunity zone means a geographic area in this state designated by the director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission where a tourism attraction may be located and receive incentive benefits under this subchapter. So these opportunity zones are going to be allowed in places like state parks and I guess now, if you go back up here to the definition, places of natural phenomenon or scenic beauty, these opportunity zones are going to be allowed in there and people can come in set up businesses in these areas. I just wonder how far are they going to extend right now? They are only going to be opened in, I think, four state parks. But as you can tell, this is kind of a first step. They are going to incrementally do this. And over time, there will be more and more of these. The purpose of these is to promote both Arkansas's growing outdoor recreation industry and the economic impact of outdoor infrastructure investment. So they want people to come in, invest in places in Arkansas that have a lot of tourists who are here to see a lot of the natural areas in the state. Also, they want to recruit new businesses to Arkansas, which you know, is a good way to generate money for the state. So we're going to, I guess, see how this unfolds over time. It also says here the Natural State Initiative Opportunity Zone shall be located within no more than one-eighth of a mile outside the boundaries of a state park, cultural historical site, or cultural education center. So that gives you the parameter of where these things can be located. So, and it also says here, interestingly, 
that the director shall take into account the need for geographic diversity in the locations of the natural state initiative opportunity zones and the potential for economic development opportunities within them. So that's kind of interesting. Some areas of Arkansas are being greatly developed at the moment. Other parts of Arkansas, not so much. Of course, I'm referring to Northwest Arkansas. It is growing leaps and bounds. And from the wording that I'm seeing here, it says that the director shall take into account the potential economic development opportunities. What that tells me is that places like Northwest Arkansas are going to see a lot of these opportunity zones in this area. They are really going to push the development of these natural areas that we have in Northwest Arkansas. I'm talking about Devil's Den, Hobbs State Park, of course the Buffalo River area, the Mulberry River area, all of these areas. Uh, Northwest Arkansas has a lot of money flowing into it right now and they're going to see that as, hey, this is a good part of the state that we can do a lot of economic development with regard to tourism. So it's going to be real interesting to see what sort of ripple effect this new law is going to have. And it does concern me, the fact that wherever you have a large number of people, you're going to see some degrading of the area if that area is impacted on a regular basis by large numbers of people who do not practice good preservation conservation ideas in particular leave no trace so i hope that these things are done carefully but anybody who has been to a place let me just give an example real quick when I moved up here in 1998, I went out to Hawksbill Crag, Whitaker Point, and when I first visited there, there was just like a little space on the side of the road. There was no sign. There was no nothing. You wouldn't even know anything was even there unless someone told you about it. So I parked there, and then I hiked on out to the crag and I enjoyed the view. There wasn't anyone else around. It was very nice. And fast forward to today, actually a couple of weeks ago, I took Lucy out there and there was a parking lot for probably 30 cars. There were lots of people out there. There were lots of signs out there warning people about the steep bluffs and the trail is wider and very very worn it's just it's just been kind of overrun and i use that as an example of what could happen in other places now i do not practice gatekeeping you know if i know of a place i will let others know about it but when you have something like what we currently have on the books now as far as the laws go it does look as if 
many of these places that are not controlled by the federal government, that is, are going to be developed not so much to protect them from harm, but to be exploited for economic gain. There's going to have to be a balance, and what that balance is, I don't know, but I can see a situation where you have a bunch of economic development with a bunch of different vendors coming in to an area, setting up businesses, shops, what have you, and the area just basically getting overrun and getting harmed in the process. So that is my concern here. I just wanted to share this information with you so you would be aware of what's happening. Only time's going to tell what the long-term impact of these laws are going to be. No one knows. Again, I do not want to fear monger or anything like that, but we all know that when you open up a place to a lot of people, to a lot of tourists, you're going to have a big impact on that place and it's usually not a good one. So take the information for what it's worth and if you have any thoughts on the matter, I would love to hear them. Email me your ideas, your thoughts on this podcast. Okay, that really wraps it up. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time. Take care.